Yo. You know what I was thinking, man? Yo, anytime and smile before we go, it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> what you was thinking, Ange? Because Christmas time is coming, and I was just wondering where the people are going to send my gifts. You know, the, the <laughs> listeners, and I was, maybe if Marcus want to give his address out, so send it to him. Why don't, why don't you just get a P.O. box for the uh, <laughs> for the holidays? No. I mean, that's a good idea, but I'd rather just Marcus bring it to Use Marcus' address. Listen, you know what I mean? After that Potiphar, Potiphar wife episode, I'm not. <laughs> As a matter of fact, here, don't, don't give your address I'm not out, putting bro. my address out there. But actually, I do want to reference that real quick. Um, you know, as we were talking about a sensitive topic and got some feedback uh, from someone that, you know, that it hit kind of personal. And I understand how the words that I used, you know, rape could have triggered, could be a triggering word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's in no way to diminish that and what happens to women. Mm. That's evil. You know, men that do that, you know, should be thrown in jail, castrated. It was just, yeah. Yeah. Start crass- castrating them. 100%. <laughs> That's Yo. extreme, right? Yeah, you went for one. Oh, just, nah, but in all seriousness, it, yeah, it wasn't meant. It should be punishment, it, right? I was just trying to Severe. bring this godly perspective, right? And that's what I was seeing in the scriptures, right? How on the other side is just as bad. Not to diminish, you know, what's what happens to to women and. You know, that word, I know, you know, you say it, and people that's been through it, it, it hurts. Right? Yeah, it's something it's that's the, real damaging. That's something that's uh, only Jesus could could heal that and take that pain away. Um, and, you know, just going through the word, um, you know, the Lord kind of showed that to me. Yeah. I felt like it was more the spiritual implications, right, that we were sort of trying to get out there. You know, the physical part is horrendous, obviously, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the spiritual part where the word, you know, clearly tells you that, you know, you will get dragged into the pits of hell, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what it was. And we don't condone any of that stuff, man. So yeah. we, we love, we love all you guys and just hope you didn't take it the wrong way. It's just what we do here, man. We just talk. And yeah, um, it, it wasn't, it's, I don't want anybody to think that I was diminishing yeah, no, one side yeah. to try to prop. No, that's not what I was doing. I was just yeah. highlighting that. Listen, there's evil on both sides, mm-hmm. and we have to recognize both equally. And they're both terrible, and they're both horrendous. How it's done, the end result is the same, right? Pain, hurt, damage, evil, hell. Trauma. That's the end result. Yeah. Yeah. The route. Is different sometimes, right? We, we we know about a route where it's physical, where a man could physically jump out the bush, you know, madness. But then there's also another route that's not as obvious in this society, mm. you know. And as I read it, I see like, yo, this is prevalent. We see this all the time. We grew up with this. Men are almost desensitized to it, mm-hmm. but it's just as bad and it's just as evil. And that was that was my point. So, um, yeah. you know. Definitely yeah. prayers to, you know, women that that are experiencing the negative effects of that, you know, mm-hmm. and my prayers that God, you know, continue to heal, heal them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and not just the rape aspect of it. That's great wickedness, just as, you know, Joseph mentioned it. That is great wickedness. But just a man just putting their hands on a woman, grabbing them there by their wrist, I consider that great wickedness. Your mm-hmm. hand should never, ever be placed on, on a woman in yeah. that fashion. So I would even extend it to just you putting your hands, drives grabbing the woman by her wrist is great wickedness. Yep. You know, so. And um, so, so if somebody says a woman grabbing a man with those type of intent is also great wickedness. Yeah. Right. But as we read in the book, we understand as men, we're supposed to be protecting our wives, our mm-hmm. daughters. Right. We're supposed to be vigilant over our communities. Mm hmm. You know, in context, let's 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 be clear, right? You have authority over your wife. You have authority over your family, your household. Um, but yeah, that's that's we're not, you know, always we just want to clear up certain things that uh, I don't want people to. I, you know, I had a conversation with Ange, and she kind of brought that up, and I was like, just want to clear it out. Mm-hmm. But I think castration, no. No, we shouldn't bring that. I, I think that would. I mean I, that I that that's, the, the, that should be the punishment. The punishment fits the crime. I think that would kind of. I mean, again, thank win. God, thank God, we're not God. Yeah. You know, right. because, I if it's a shot, right? If it's a shot, and then you're just like an impotent, like, like anti Viagra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's permanent. Again, because thank God the we're actual, not. God. The actual chop is a little extreme, right? Thank God we're not nah, God. I do, it. I, I do it all the time. Uh, Neut- neutering Neutering I do it all the time Simple there surgery go. There we go Eight minutes just Snip snip You donezo And then you just Hey man But men are so wicked They'll figure out another <laughs> Ways around it Yeah nah, Because nah. you know what it's, it's never really about A sexual thing It's always about power Yeah Right Yeah That's So true. it's about power yeah. So whether you castration or not If it's about You know um, Abusing your power Over a weaker vessel Over a woman they're gonna find another means, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it doesn't true. even it doesn't even matter. That cash ratio would not work. And I mean, that's the only reason you brought that up because again, that's that was the situation we was reading. Yeah. You know, Potiphar's wife, she was in a position of power, you know, and Joseph was a slave, and she she was trying to force herself on him, you know, mm-hmm. and like you said, that was the word that was used. And um a lot of time in society. It's like, I think I was watching something online and um, they, they was doing an experiment where a dude was in the mall and um, a woman is um, pressing herself on him. Like, yo, come on, come on, come on. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's, let's have sex and such and such. And everybody at the mall just walked by. Even one guy walked by and was like, what's wrong with you? You stupid? Why you don't want to do it? Because he was like telling her no, like get away from me. Mm-hmm. Like, stop. I don't want to. And they reversed the roles. And as soon as they reversed the roles, everybody from the mall came and, yo, stop, what are you doing? All the women came and was like, you know, oh, why, why are you, you know, being like that with her? Don't don't touch her. Everybody went and protected the women. So right. I understood clearly what Marcus was trying to say. Like, you know, as a society, we don't look at it the same. Right. But, you know, the Lord, the Lord puts the scenario, and it's crazy, the Lord reverses the genders. Mm-hmm. He puts it like that to, you know, it's like the Lord understood that there would be a time in society where, you know, it, it, it would, like you said, we, would, we, we wouldn't even be sensitive to that. Right. But it's the same thing. You know, if a woman is forcing herself upon a man, 
and he doesn't want to 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 lay with her, dog. It's the same thing in the eyes of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's what Marcus was trying to say. Yeah, <sighs> and right. and that's the thing is that I think it's just the world is being you know uh, flooded by sexual immorality. That's what's being sold on TV. That's what's and you know, and now this creates this type of atmosphere mm. where you know it's it's not taken seriously mm-hmm. the way God takes it. I mean, quick little story. This is a little bit off of the topic with that, but in terms of sexual, I remember having a conversation with uh, one of my secretaries in my old job, and um, she this was. This guy got secretaries. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought he could afford all the polo. <laughs> so. So, um, and she was, she, she was having, uh, she was having, we were having a conversation. She's talking about how her, her son's going off to college. He's 18. She's excited. You know, um, what is he going to study? Da, 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 da. And, um, and I was like, oh, cool. Great. You know, I wish the best. And I told him, yo, tell him to be careful out there in college. Yo, it's, it's crazy. You know, I remember in college, the wild parties, she was like, well, you know, he's 18. He's a young, handsome boy. He's big, you know? So me, you know, me and his dad had the conversation with him and we gave him a box load of condom. I said, what? <laughs> That's why I said, it's, it's, a, it's promoted with men. Right, you know? right. Go, go, sow your, so your wild oats. Your wild oats, right? Yeah. Just go do the madness. And, and, I, and I told her, yo, why would you do something? She's like, why not? I was like, yo, don't preserve his purity. Yo, tell him to abstain. She was like, and then she looked at me and she said, well, you had your fun in college. And I was like, and it was great wickedness. You know, it messed <laughs> and, me up. And we paid for it for years. Yes. And still, still paying. paying for it, it right still, now. Right. Yeah. I'm still suffering the consequences of it. Right. And she couldn't understand what I was saying. And, and that's the whole thing is that sexual immorality is so promoted where we just give our children to the altar of sacrifice to these false gods, pagan gods, um, just because... Everyone is doing it, you know, and that is acceptable and it is great wickedness, you know, and even the whole thing is like, yo, keep away from that, you know, keep away from kissing, from hugging too late, from any of these things that will put you in that situation. You have to keep away from that and preserve that. So it, it has to be in the confines of what God calls proper marriage. You know, we have to, you know, tell our children that because what we're seeing, we're seeing a, a, a growth of STDs and people dying. You see the consequences of sexual immorality. This is where we see these violences and rape and diseases and death and all these things is because of that. So we got to preserve the you know these young folks uh, from that. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, that was our uh, sexual I, immorality PSA. I like I like your hope. <laughs> all right. So where we at? Forty four? No, forty three. Forty three. Yeah, man. Mm. All right, so uh, last chapter, uh, we we saw this uh, famine affecting the family. Starvation is happening. There's no food. Um, We saw the incapacity of the brothers, right, unable to figure something out. Um, And I I attribute that to the way the, the the relationship that the dad had with them and the dysfunction of that family, right? So Jacob being the leader, listen, guys, figure something out. So he send the brothers to go out there. So the 10, they go, get to Egypt, saw their brothers. He recognized them. They don't recognize him. He has the upper hand. He has the advantage in the situation. And he's going to use that 
all right, to bring them to a place that's going to bring in the reconciliation of the family. And he's going to use that to test their integrity and to see if, they, if they've changed as men um, their attitude from when he last left them, what, 20, 20 years ago, 20 plus some odd years ago. So, mm. so that's where we at. Um, yep. Uh, so they got back, you know, they got the food, got back. <laughs> um, you know, they, they saw the money in their bag that they thought that the money that they used to buy the food mm. When they got back, they was like, yo, how is the money still in our bag? What's going on? Is this a setup? We, yo, we didn't do this. Their dad is a little suspicious of them. You know, Ruben stepped up. Nobody paid attention to Ruben. And that's kind of where we, 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 left, we left off the story. All right? um, and we see Jacob, you know, oh, woe is me, still in this uh, state of sorrow, still not recognizing how his favoritism is affecting his other sons mm-hmm. um and that's where we at so yep. mm. let's go to let's start 43 um so let's go from one to ten yeah <laughs> now the famine was severe in the land and it came to pass when they had eaten up the grain which they had brought from egypt that their father said to them go back buy us a little food But Judah spoke to him, saying, The man solemnly warned us, saying, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. But if you will not send him, we will not go. For the man said to us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. And Israel said, Why did you deal so wrongfully with me as to tell the man whether you had still another brother? But they said, the man asked us pointedly about ourselves and our family, saying, Is your father still alive? Have you another brother? And we told him according to these words, Could we possibly have known that he would say, Bring your brother down? Then Judah said to Israel his father, Send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. I myself will be surety for him, for my hand you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear blame forever. For if we had not lingered, surely by now we would have returned a second time. Mm-hmm. So now the, the famine is, is, is getting worse in the land. So Simeon is left. All right. Simeon is left Behind. back in Egypt. Mm-hmm. He's locked up. So they travel back to the land of Canaan. And to me, I'm reading it like time has passed now. Now yeah. they're running out of food again. So this whole time, their brother's in jail. So they probably <laughs> came home, told their dad the situation. And they're like, all right. I'm like, dog, how? <laughs> you forgot your nobody, nobody tried to figure this thing out <laughs> until it got to the point where the pops was like, yo, we need to get some more food. All right? Yeah. What do you guys right, think? Right, right when they forgot the... Uh, so the entire time they forgot their brother. They were enjoying the food. <laughs> they were enjoying it. it was like I mean, it, was, it says He's the like, famine was severe. That's how it starts off. I don't. I think that one. Well, remember, no one knew how long this famine was going to be, other than Joseph. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He yeah, knew it was going to be seven. Yeah. These dudes ain't know that. So the pop yeah. straight up gave up on Simeon and was like, yeah. "You're not going back for him." 
he thought it was going to be a year and they, they had enough food to get through the famine. Right. So right. he was already like, Simeon's done. He's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all, we ain't going back for him. <laughs> yeah. you know, he didn't know that yeah. the, the famine was going to go on for longer. So that that's why here he broke down because it's like, bro, if we don't get no more food, we all going to die. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so even from that, you're seeing his attitude towards the other sons. <laughs> yeah, almost to the point like, like yo, yo, whatever. Benjamin is here. I'm good. I'm good money. Right. The rest of y'all, we go thug it out. This famine will probably end soon. Yeah. Not realizing that they had another six. probably another six years, mm-hmm. five years left. Mm-hmm. Right. So now he pushes them. You'll go get food. And Judah, Judah. steps up. Yo, that's the, the one of the things that really struck me well, because I think at this point, because if you think about it, it was Judah that sold Joseph off in exchange. He's the one that exchanged him for money. So now, and not only that. In this in this state now, him stepping up um, to really you know take charge, he also think what he went. His wife died, right? His two older sons died, right? He ended up sleeping with his daughter in law. So this is a man that been through so much, mm-hmm. you know. He been put through the ringer. He went through the stage of suffering. So there's been a change in his heart. So this is where I see um, he's able to step up mm-hmm. and say, "Listen, yo." We got to do this. You know, you want to live? I will take charge and, mm-hmm. you know, put Benjamin, yo, I, I will be a surety for him. I'll be. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, no. And, and Judah's in good standing with his pops. Simeon and Reuben, yeah. they already disqualified themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Simeon is, is still in good standing. And listen, he was straight up. He was firm. He was forthright yeah. with his pops. Like, yo, this is the situation. Um, trying to get them to understand. Yeah. Like we can't if we go back there. We're gonna we're gonna end up in jail, right? right. This was what the the man told us. This was what the the uh, Joseph, not knowing that it, it's him, it's the seriousness of the situation. He was able to to with his speech convince his pops like yo, it, it's not gonna go any other way. Obviously, showing his leadership, showing his um. You know, just being straight up. He was like straight up. He was and li- straight to the point to, with his dad. He was a little defiant and disrespectful, though, because he was like, without him, I'm not going. And no, he, and, he straight up told him. But that's, hey, be- that's <laughs> him being straight up. Yeah. yeah, he's being straight up, but he's still disobeying his pops because his pops said, go get me food. And he's like, I'm only going if Benjamin comes. He, you know what I mean? But he was like, yo, we can't go. No, no, he told him and, why. And his pops is irrational right now. I, I get that. But. Back in the day, your pops tell you to do something, you do it. But think about it, he's a grown man now. Yeah, they could have wife. They could have dope fiend the pops and be like, yo, yo, Benjamin, let's go, dog. You I mean, they, they could have done that. Hit yeah, broken. <laughs> but they didn't do that. But one thing though, you're mentioning that. One thing that strikes me is that in verse six, he says, and Israel said, if you go in, in chapter 42, um, verse 36, and Jacob, their father. So here we're seeing a switching of the names. Right. So the Holy Spirit is specifically showing us here that this is Israel, and we this is what ruled by God, right? That's what that mean that name means. So he came to the point of like because of this severity, he came to the end of himself the same way when he was wrestling, and his hip got broken. So this point of the severity of the famine, he's like, yo, now I'm at, I have nothing left. Hmm. I'm at the end of myself. I have to give up, Benjamin. You know, why did you bring this? So you're seeing this whole family argument because he's reached the end of himself. And now you're seeing the, the beginning of him submitting to the will of the father, I think. I don't think we reached that part yet, but yeah, you're right. 
And and let's contrast what Judah said to what Reuben said. Mm. Right? Him being Reuben was talking about his sons and Judah put himself up. Put uh, himself up. He put himself up. He put himself in the line yeah. instead of yeah. how Reuben put his sons online. Mm -hmm. Um self sacrificing. Right. Him, I'll be the shorty. I'll I'll be the uh um the collateral. If something happens, it's gonna fall on me. And I think that's a true sign of a leader, right? Him, him taking the weight, him willing to take take the the fall if anything goes wrong, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah, let's read. Let's read. Hold, this. hold on, I, I got. Can I share one quick thing? Um, the the one thing I kind of seen in terms of application, um, seeing the severity of the famine. Like um, first, we seen how how the wisdom of Joseph allowing the severity of the, the famine because he knew that he would have to come back. Yeah. They would have to come back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, yeah, go ahead. So you've seen his faith in God in order to, you know, for them to come back. Mm -hmm. And I see how the Lord uses these um, severity of famines in our lives for us to bring, to draw us to himself. Mm -hmm. You know, like we can't live on bread alone. And he brings up, you see, like during times of struggle, during times you can't depend on yourself, like Jake was like depending on his own strength and doing all these things. Us ourselves, like I, I can't go too long without reading the word. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I need that. You know, I, that famine in my life of not having the word, or the famine of of not praying, the famine of not going to church and not fellowshipping with other brothers and sisters. And you, see, when I see, if I go too long without reading the word or without praying or without fellowship, you know, I reach that point where I feel emaciated mm -hmm. and I need. To come to the Lord and I need to come to his feet to get fed by him because you're know, just food alone, just feeding the body is not satis you know, it's not um satisfaction. It has to be coming to Jesus, you know. And a lot of times he used these severity of famines to bring you to his feet so you could worship him. Yep. That's a great point. Yep. Uh let's let's go from eleven to fourteen real quick. And their father Israel said to them. If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down a present for the man, a little balm and a little honey, spices and myrrh, pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take your brother also and arise. Go back to the man and may God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may release your other brother and Benjamin if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right. So with with Judah's speech, right, his his persuasive speech, we see um, Jacob starting to reconsider. Right, he's starting to, and like you said, he's at the end of like you have Judah's like you have no choice. That's what it was. This is what it got to be. This is what it or is. Or we man. just sit here and die. Mm -hmm. Right. So. You know, now Jacob reconsiders, all right, if this is how it has to be, it has to be this way. So now, here, go with the gifts, go with the money. And it's interesting that he said that, you know, perhaps this was an oversight. Maybe this was a mistake. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, he thought, y'all was, y'all <laughs> some scheming. Mm. Right, know, right, right. Charlatans. Right. Was, uh, this, his attitude towards his <laughs> other sons was terrible. But right. now he's, I think, based on what Judah says, based on his... um he probably saw the genuineness in, in Judah. And he was like, yo, all right, man, this is this is probably was a mistake. And not only that, 
we see him putting it in the hands of God. Yeah. Because now you can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. So now he's finally like, all right, you know what? God's mercy. Go with God's mercy. Mm-hmm. I still think there's a lack of faith there at the end of verse 14. You know, where he's like, if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. To me, that's not trusting completely in God. No, I think it was him coming to an end of himself, B. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's still not having faith that God's going to. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, but God in his goodness still accepts that faith. (laughs) He said, (laughs) may God almighty grant you mercy before the man. Like, you know, he definitely, you got to understand he, what what he was doing with Benjamin, that was all about him. Right. You know what I mean? He was like, yo, I don't want to lose my son, boom, 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 boom. But Judah presented the situation like your dog. This is what it is. Because even before, he was like, yo, B, the man spoke roughly to us. Like, this guy is serious. Like, this ain't a game. Like, we not we can't try to do it your way and finagle anything. We knew exactly what this man said. He was very serious about what he said. He was very stern. He was very direct. And at that point, you know, Jacob got it. Jacob was like, yeah, you know. And now he's getting to a point to the end of himself where it's like, it ain't about Benjamin, how, how much I love Benjamin, how much I don't want to lose my sons. It's not about that no more. Hey, bro. Look at Jacob's life. You know what I mean? You always have to wrestle until your hip get broken, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's when his strength ends, that's when mm-hmm. he'll lean on the Lord. Right. And I think right. we're seeing that over here. He got to the point where there's nothing else you could do, Nothing Jacob. you could do. So right. now he's like, all right, lean on the Lord. But what I see, God is so good. He'll even take that. Right. He'll take your little scrappy faith. Right. And he'll honor it. And yeah. he'll pour out his, you know, unlimited grace, unlimited mercy on you. That's how good he is. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? And that's such a picture of us. Like you see that even though we see the walk with Jacob in terms of he's seen the the ladder with you know, um, and the angels going up and down. He's seen the angels when he went through um I think chapter thirty two with the man of him or whatever. He's seen all these great wonders. The Lord delivered him so many, you know, with the difficulties with Esau, um, and you and the difficulties with Laban, and you. But he still struggles, right, with his faith. So he's still struggling. So you see these ups and downs in his faith, where it's strong, then it drops. It's strong. So, so um, we've seen this battle. This is the same way, you know, it's in our lives. No matter how many times the Lord delivers us. And we, you know, we get laps of faith or whatever. But like Marcus said, he's like, these little weak things of faith, you know, the Lord will receive it and honor it. And and I see that this is almost a point where it was like an Abraham and Isaac type of thing where he was like, okay, take Benjamin. He had to put Benjamin on the altar. Yeah, and that's what I see with you know all of these guys. He like, had to, yeah. That's their struggle. Their struggle is their children. Yeah. He, you know, from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, it's always a struggle with the sons and, you know, letting the, the, the children go in the hands of the Lord, like really mm-hmm. trusting God. And we, we, we see that battle with all of them. You know, we see that battle with Abraham. We see that battle with Isaac. We see that battle with Jacob. Like really trusting God's, um, way really trusting God's sovereignty in the lives of their children, mm. you know, and and I like you said, I, it's a a great application just for us, you know. That's like the hardest thing, you know, like when you're dealing with your kids, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to like trust God with your children, especially you know you you love them, you don't want them, you don't want them in harm's way, but 
trusting God. And we see that struggle through Jacob's life. Mm-hmm. From Joseph to Benjamin, it's just this right. struggle with the sons, his his children. All right, let's go from... Uh, oh, hold on, can I... <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, this one thing when he says, take some of the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down the <laughs> present of, you know, uh, then he says, take some honey, some spices, some myrrh, some pistachio, nuts and almonds. You know, like, if you think about it, you know, there's a great famine. Mm-hmm. What is he bringing to the, the ruler of the known world? Like, some dried up nuts, some dried up things, you know, like, how are you going to appease the ruler of this world with your dehydrated peanuts? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I really see it with us, how... Um, Sometimes we want to come to God and say, yo, here, here, here's my works. Mm. Here's my useless works, thinking that I'm going to get favor from the God of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, look, look, God, I, um, I helped the little old lady down the street. You know, I gave money over here. I did this. I did this. And you think that all the works of your hand can please an almighty God. Mm. When he says, just give me your broken life. Mm. Yeah. I just want you. Your broken life, all messed up, come to me. Don't try to come with your your little, try to appease me, to try to satisfy me, because it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so from the other side, right, if we're using that metaphor, on Joseph's side, he already know what he's going to do. Right. He already right. know. Listen, I'm trying just, to get you guys over here <laughs> so that you could flourish, so that you could be right. blessed, so that right. you could, you know. Um, so that, that's a great point. But now I'm wondering, it could be genuine. That's what I was thinking. You know? Yeah. It could be genuine. Like, listen, and if you really think about it, you're giving food away. In a famine. In a famine. That's yeah. what I was saying. So, no, yeah. So, no, I, I understand what you're no, saying. No, I see his point. The Jehovah's Witness are genuine, too, when they're standing on the train, you know, for <laughs> every day for 10 hours. But but right. the way the, the reason why they're doing it is the workspace. So, I just think he's, I like that point, but I, I understand that point, right. too. Yeah. yeah. That's how I look at it. I'm like, your dog, it's a famine. And that's what I'm saying. This section right here, again, you mentioned it. It went. He went. The Lord called him Israel. Yeah. Like he's at a point where he's getting to the end of himself. You yeah. know what I mean? That whole thing with Benjamin. Now he's letting Benjamin go. That's why he was like, you know what? It's a famine. If we come with something in a famine, it's to show this dude mm. Joseph how serious we are mm. about getting our, you know, our brother back. So yeah. it's like, you know, the yeah, way yeah. I look at it, I'm no, looking at I agree. It, this is a dude who's at the end of himself to the point where you ready to get food and a famine. Yeah. I, like, let's go from 15 to 22. <clears throat> so the men took that present and Benjamin and they took double money in their hand and arose and went down to Egypt and they stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with him, he said to the steward of his house, Take these men to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready, for these men will dine with me at noon. Then the the man did as Joseph ordered, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house, and they said, It is because of the money which was returned in our sacks the first time that we are brought in, so that he may make a case against us and seize us to take us as slaves with our donkeys. When they drew near to the steward of Joseph's house, they talked with him at the door of the house and said, O sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food, but it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks, and there each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight, so we have brought it back in our hand, and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sacks. Mm. 
So, what's happening? Hmm. You know what's interesting is one of the commentaries I was reading said that because there were 10 men and they each had double money, that there were 20 units of money, which is basically the same amount of money that they sold him for initially. Mm. And it's like they're going back and they're, they're buying their brother back in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. they're, they're getting him back again mm. in cool. real life. So that, that was actually pretty pretty cool. Mm. So they're, they're coming back, right? Jake, Joseph Stewart's you know, spots them coming. So Joseph gives them, you know, instructions, look, look, get the house ready, start dinner, invite these guys over. What are these guys thinking when they hear that? Trap. It's a setup. Yeah, we ain't making it out. <laughs> Yo, they know they know about the money. They probably think we stole it. Right. So they start confessing. Right. Right. right? <laughs> before they go in, right? They so, before they so, get out the yeah. door. So their thing is like, yo, let's let's get to the steward. We know that you have the ear of Joseph. You're close right. Let's start, you know, laying out our plea with you. Right. Hopefully, we could convince you so that you could be, uh, you know, defend us in front of Joseph. Right. right? I, I'm thinking they're saying that before they go in, so that if he says what, they could make a run for it. <laughs> <laughs> grab the donkeys, grab Benji. Come on, Judah got Benji. Yo, you better not stop, bro. <laughs> yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> you could make you a know? dash for it. So, so they start. They start. Yo, nah. Sorry, Simeon. It wasn't. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. Yo, yo, yo. Just, just, just confessing yeah. yo it wasn't us we didn't do it we don't understand when we got home we saw the money yo um and that's that so now we're seeing this tension between the brothers and joseph right in their minds they're thinking yo we are in a life and death situation yeah right so yeah in verse 23 <clears throat> But he said, and this is the, the steward, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. Mm, right. So now we're seeing, you know, the steward establishing a relationship of peace. Like, like shalom, peace, peace be with you. Like, all right, this relationship is not about that. Right. So he's reassuring them. He's giving them comfort. Listen, it's not beef. Right. Like you're good. Yeah. God, the God of your fathers gave you the money. Right. right? Yeah. So so and so what was the whole point? The whole test was to see if they were gonna bring the money back. Mm. To right. see if they were gonna be honest, honest and bring the money back. And we're seeing uh that when they bought the money back and the steward is like, All right, I see that you got the money back. Yeah. Simeon came out. So we're attaching the fact that you passed this test right. and you were honest and you bought the money back. Yeah, we're keeping our promise, our end of the we promise. We got to release Simeon. Yeah. So now Simeon is released to them. And you know, the, the and you bring that out also, um, interesting, in, just in terms of application wise, how they're coming, they're already coming with this preconceived notion of judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, that you're, you're going to judge us. For uh, they're gonna, they thought that we took the money and all that, so they're coming um, to the place with condemnation. You know how often it is that people before you know um, go to you know I can't go to church or I can't just because I'm condemned. Like you know I'm a sinner. You know the church is lightning is gonna blow up the church, and they don't realize that God just want peace for you. Mm -hmm. You know that God just want the best for you. He wants to save you. He wants to transform you. But we always have a self condemnation 
on our lives, and we so we can't we can't even come to the God of the house. You know what I'm so saying? So re- read 24. That's what God wants. 24 and 25. So the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water, and they washed their feet, and he gave their donkeys feed. Then they made the present ready for Joseph's coming at noon, for they heard that they would eat bread there. Hospitable acts. Right. Right. I want to dine with you. I Mm want to fellowship with you. I want to give, you know, I I just want to be hospitable to you. I want to spend time with you. And that's what Joseph wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But in their mind, like you said, which, which is a dope point, they their mind was just racing with all these scenarios mm-hmm. based on, you know. Again, it was a test. Right? Yeah, and that's what I look I see it as. It's a it's a test of being honest men. Because that's how it started. Mm-hmm. That's the journey that God is starting with these these brothers here. Right. You know, that's why yeah. from the very beginning, that's why we all laughed when they was like, Oh, we're <laughs> honest men. And then when they went to their father, they said the same thing. They was like, yo, we told them we're honest men. So that profession of being honest men, God is testing it. That's how mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. So I look at it when they stepped before the, the, um, the steward and they started confessing. That's why the steward was like, yo, peace. You know, and that's how, yeah. like you said, that's how God wants you to come into his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to be condemned. But when you come confessing. You know, like, dog, I'm the worst or whatever the situation is. And you're honest and you're transparent because that's what these men were being. You know, yeah, they were afraid, you know, because of the situation. But it was a situation where they really were being honest. Mm -hmm. You know, they was like, yo, this is the situation and we don't want no problems. Mm -hmm. They were being transparent. They were being honest. And that's why you see the reaction from the steward now, like peace. And like how you said, it's the same thing. You do that. The Holy Spirit, as soon as the Holy Spirit sees that transparency and that honesty, mm. that confession, he's going to be like, yo, peace, me. Like, right. on this side with the with the Godhead family, this is how we want to treat you. And like you right. said, the hospital, you know, you come into God's house, God is going to come and wash your feet, just like how Jesus did with his mm. disciples, wash their feet. Mm. You know That's I mean? another picture. So, yeah, so yeah. you see... <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm on the ledge with you, dog. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like how y'all brought out, that's how God is going to treat you. But your spirit has to be like that. It has to be a spirit of where, like he said, like they said, we just want to be honest, man. Mm. And I think there's a, you know, God is transforming these brothers here. What do you think about the servant? Because, like he says, your God and the God of your fathers have given you, I mean... I see, I see a foreigner trusting God. Yeah. So now that that reflects on Joseph. Yeah. The leader of the household, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. Right. So I would assume that his wife was probably the same one. Mm. Right. Mm. And how he named his kids. Yeah. So now this 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 um, Joseph, being who he is, is sharing the word of God mm. with the people and his uh, circle of influence with his mm. household. With the people that he's interacting with, the stewards, the servants, his wife, his children, he's pouring out and leading them with the word of God. Mm. You you see him saying that right there. Um, what you think, Ange? Hmm. I don't know, man. You don't always <laughs> got to disagree with you guys. <laughs> nah, I, I definitely I, I like the point you guys are bringing, but sometimes I look at it like maybe God was just blessing them dudes, you know, with the money, putting it back in there because it says the guy. He said, your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. 
sometimes we just accept the blessing, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. So, but I get it why you guys think that it was a test, but a lot of the times a blessing is just a blessing, man. But didn't Joseph tell him to do it? Didn't Joseph yeah. Ex- yeah. instruct the guy to put yeah. the money back? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. That was a blessing to me. I don't think he specifically th- is doing it to test them, but I can see why you think that. But that's just my opinion. I think it's both in terms of like. That was a test, and through that test, it became a blessing because you passed it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, God is the God of you know two two, two birds with one stone. B. That's yeah. how I always look at it. With and God. The, the steward, he he's in on it, yeah. so he's not gonna he's not gonna give it out. So he's like, you know, Deb, he's probably laughing inside, looking at me, I'll bear me, y'all, because yeah. y'all don't <laughs> even know what's going on. Yeah. So they over there running, spilling the beans. He's not gonna say Joseph. He's like, yo, nah, this was a blessing from God. Yeah. yeah, but not what you're saying is is because I said even if they didn't come back, it was still a blessing. They still had all of their oh, money. Oh yeah, he definitely. Gave them, he gave them mm, more right. things to get home the right. first time. Yeah, because right. yeah. and you know I, I mean? and I so, look at it as I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, and that's how God point. is. Yeah. You know, God is gonna bless you. I, like Joseph, the, these were his yeah. brothers. He just wanted to bless them. Mm-hmm. But I can't help to see the narrative of. These guys calling themselves honest men. <laughs> no, I get it. From yeah, being yeah. the how crooked they are, and if you if you're reading it from chapter to chapter, you're seeing these guys really just being transparent now. No more secrets. No more hiding. They're telling their pops straight up what's going on. They they're being honest with Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Going from where we last left these men to who they are now. That yo, we're honest men. We're honest men. We're honest men. It was said, I think, like three times. I think this is God's because you seen what happened with the money situation. As soon as they went back, what they said, they was like, "Yo, B, how God? What is God doing to us?" They yeah. automatically knew this was God's intervention. There's something going on with God and us. Yeah, you know. And, and when you when you read it, right? We we were introduced with these brothers, at least the ten, with this indifference to their pops. And this jealousy and hatred to their brother, brother, yeah, right. And then we even saw that with, and obviously their lives are changing, mm-hmm. right. We even saw that with the pops, right. With the pops has this kind of outlook on his sons and this separation that he puts. Like when he said, "All right, maybe this was an oversight based on what Judah said." I see him like starting to reconsider. Like, all right, you guys are probably, mm, you know, you guys are probably right. changing. Yeah, probably yeah. changing. Right? Yep, but, yeah, this is it. Yep. And, you know, an- another thing, just to say, um, to see uh, how Joseph blessed by the wisdom of God, because his whole motivation. Because when you when you was first dealing with them, you saw like you mentioned, he was stern with them, very severe, but at the same time, it was love, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is that his his motivation was for love. Because he loved his brothers, he loved his family, and at the same time, the whole purpose was to bring him to repentance, yes, and bring him to reconciliation. And you see that happening yes. with the with his father, you know, coming to the end of himself and like, all right, let Benjamin go, mm-hmm. and the brothers from like, yo, we didn't take the money. Let's be open and transparent. So you seeing that through God's wisdom working through Joseph, he's able, yeah, to definitely. bring this. The whole purpose was to bring these guys to repentance mm-hmm. through love. You know what I'm saying? And we think that Joseph's plan was to bring them all back to Egypt. That yeah. was what. Yeah. I mean, it was a famine. 
He wanted protection. He, he, and I think he wanted to see his his pops. I like, think so. Yeah, I yeah. think he wanted to see yeah, his pops. He, he loved his family. Oh, like yeah. he wanted to be in his family. Part now, of me seven wondered, year, yeah, seven year famine. Like you guys come over here. We're good yeah. over here. Mm-hmm. Part of part of me wondered why he never tried to go back earlier, like before he met the brothers. You know, like I'm like, why did why did it not occur to him that let me take a trip and see if my family's still there? You know what I mean? I think that's how, like I said before. I think there was a lot. Joseph was dealing with a lot. It didn't come to until, like I said, that's why it's so important when we're reading about the naming of the sons. Because I think at that point, there was something when he was naming Manasseh. That's why he said, God has made me forget all of, all of, all of what happened in my father's house. So I think there was, there was definitely stuff that Joseph was dealing with when it came to his brothers. You know what I mean? But when he rose to power there, Mm. And he seen the way God blessed him. Mm. The naming of his sons was his way of honoring God. Like, yo, B, God prospered me in the land of my affliction. So I think there was something where Joseph changed it. But when Joseph got out, it was based on Pharaoh's dream. Mm -hmm. Right? And as soon as he got out, he was appointed vice lord. His position. Mm -hmm. I think he started getting it. Yeah. Right now, all right, here's a situation that's coming. And he said, this is what God is going to do. Yeah. Now, Pharaoh put you in the position. Now you you're, have to operate in that. right? You have to operate where the Lord put you. Uh-huh. So now he has to deal with seven years of abundance and then seven years of famine. Uh-huh. right? And um, like you said, like why didn't he just go back? But he, I think he had something. To, he had a purpose to do right. right then and there. Definitely. And ultimately, to save his family... So, so we we see the 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 big picture with God, and then we start seeing this microcosm of the same yeah, thing, right. where God, through His sovereign, through His knowledge, is able to maneuver orchestrate, things, yep. orchestrate. And then we see Joseph doing the same thing because he has this knowledge that they don't have, mm-hmm. and he's able to do things to orchestrate his family coming up, and also testing their whether they're genuine. Or mm-hmm. not, right? And then we see that happening. So maybe he didn't go back because now the Lord put him in a position where you're going to save Egypt, blessing to the people of Egypt, and also blessing to all the other nations. Right. And at the same time, you're going to bring your family over there because right. we're going to read, matter of fact, you could read the rest of the chapter, why the family had to come over there. But yeah, and one other thing, just to add to that, in terms of like another reason why I don't think he could have gone back is because if he went back, they would just would have been excited. Oh, Joseph, you're alive. And then he would have never been able to bring the brothers to the point of repentance because that's the purpose yeah. is for these guys to come to the point mm-hmm. of repentance for what they've done. And you know also, what I'm saying? And also being, the dude still had a job. You know what I mean? Like, dog, you was a prisoner. Yeah. You know, Pharaoh made you vice lord because a famine is coming. Like, there was a situation going on. So it was bigger than... Like, you got to understand, he was saving the known world at the time. Yeah, it was about yeah, I mean, the nation of Israel. So I think, like, just as far as Joseph's situation, it was, I don't think it was something as, I can go back to my family. It was like, nah, dog, the whole reason I made you vice lord was you came with this solution. Now you got to administer this plan. So Joseph had a job and he had a mission, his own personal purpose. You know, He, he was hurt, too. Imagine if your family just dash you that's what i'm saying <laughs> 20 though. years yo y'all never even came to look for me i think 
part of it, Joseph had to deal with some healing also. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he had these emotions and, yeah. you know, the healing came through through God, but he had to see, like, are you guys... This? Imagine he went I, back and they're looking at him like, oh, here comes the favorite or here comes the dreamer, mm. how they saw him coming. So I think a lot of it had to be... Certain things on his brother's side had to be settled before the family could start. The fraction in the family could and, be healed. And the too. way he yeah. was testing them, you could tell... Again, he ain't know. You know the whole the whole yo. I'm gonna take your brother. Where's Benjamin? Boom. You you gotta understand. There's a point in here where it says your dog. He went away and wept. Yeah, twice. You know, right. so right. there was a lot yeah, going was on. I yeah, get they, that. Yeah. But that, yeah. there was a lot going on within within himself too. So I think between the his position in Egypt, that I don't think it was something light where you could just get up and make a move. Because you gotta understand, you was put in the position of power. Because the famine is coming, I think that response. You gotta understand, this guy's a responsible guy, B. When yeah. he's given a task, I, he I does that, it. Bro. And then two, again, we're seeing that, you know, yeah, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot going on on Joseph's side. Yes, uh, you want to read? Yeah, you yeah. want to read the rest? Of it? So where are we at again? Uh, twenty six. Twenty six to the rest. Of it. And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand into the house, and bowed down before him to the earth. Then he asked about. Then he asked them about their well-being and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? And they answered, Your servant, our father, is in good health. He is still alive. And they bowed their heads down and prostrated themselves. Then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Now his heart yearned for his brother. So Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. And he went into his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out, and he restrained himself and said, Serve the bread. So they, they set him a place by himself and them by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. And they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked in astonishment at one another. Then he took servings to them from before him. But Benjamin's serving was five times as much as any of theirs. So they drank and were merry with him. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, B. This guy, he... The, the Lord was dealing with him at the same time, man. You know what I mean? When it came to his brothers, the Lord was definitely... No, there was healing for sure. Yeah, there was, there was, a, there was a lot going on to the point, you know, like you said, he wept twice, like... It was a lot going on, emotions. And I think from when he first met them, you know, he was like, yo, man, I got to see if you guys are the same guys, man. You guys yeah, sold I me love, into slavery. I love yeah. the, the interaction with his, with his little brother there because he was, you know, 20 years or whatever, he couldn't have develop a relationship with right. his one full 100% brother, you know what I mean, who he loved. So um, I love how God gives us that 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 story his heart and the weeping is just so mm. genuine i love it mm -hmm. and i like like from verse um 26 you've seen the fulfillment of his dream now when he says and when joseph came home they bought him the present which was in their hand into the house and bowed down before him to the earth the same dream where you know with his sheaves and you know and mm -hmm. the, the, their sheaves just bowing down before him so now he's seeing the fulfillment now could you imagine what's going through joseph's mind saying lord yeah 
you are you, you are the god of this universe mm-hmm. you are truly so you seeing you know just the fulfillment of it must have brought him joy and then seeing his brother like you're saying his little brother and all that um and that was part of you know like we said earlier that he had to see that fulfillment with all all of them, all of, all of them yeah. bowing down mm-hmm. you know that's why he had to send him back to get benjamin and he had the patience to like yo i don't know if they're gonna come back you know, mm-hmm. but that patience and waiting on the Lord, you see him being, because he he learned that from being in the prison when the butler forgot him for two years. Mm-hmm. He learned that patience that, yo, I'm going to wait on the Lord to see the fulfillment of this. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about it, I think the way it happened is totally not what you had in mind. <laughs> when right. you first got that dream when you were 17 right. years old. You know, like... You got to understand the way they reacted when he was 17. Like, we're going to bow down to you. We ain't, you know what I mean? Right. Like, even his pops was like that. And the way it's happening is so humble. Right. You know, it's like, yo, they don't even know it's him. Right. You know, this thing ain't being broadcasted. Like, the way it's happened, it happened. But if you're a 17-year-old and you first get the vision, right. and the way that you... The way his brothers reacted and his dad reacted was like, we ain't going to bow down to you. Like, we ain't going to parade you around and make you. (laughs) It didn't happen like that, dog. Right. You know what I mean? It happened totally opposite. It was just humble to the point where you were weeping. Look how you wept twice. Mm, But that's what they thought. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what they thought. But. Again, you being 17 years old, he didn't know it either. Yeah, you, you, this is the furthest thing. Because you 17 years old, you young, and the way they portrayed it to you, you know, in your mind, you probably like, yo, I'm not, I don't understand what's going on. But again, just how everybody's concept of the way it was supposed to happen, it happened totally opposite. Right. It happened exactly how God wants it to happen, where it's right. in total humility. Like, look at him, Joseph, right. like this guy, your brothers is buying down to you, but the way he's looking at his brothers is like, yo, B, I miss you, God. Right, <laughs> like, right. You know, right, you know right, what right. I mean? It's yeah. not like a, yo, yeah, yeah look, about, yeah, right. like, it's got fulfilled, look. Right. It could have like, yeah. yo, I totally miss you. I'm crying over here. Right. So we see him being filled with emotions. And we see these things coming to a peak, right? You see the brothers just being tense, just being nervous, just being scared. And at the same time, this guy is filled with emotions, but it's not time to give it away yet. Mm-hmm. So he has to leave in order to express his emotions privately so that he won't um, he won't give him a clue of who he is, right? But he did actually give him a clue in the way, the seating arrangements, mm. right? Because they was like, yo, how, how would he possibly know the birth order, mm-hmm. right? So they were, they noticed it, but they still couldn't piece it together. And, and right? again, it's, I think it's, and the, you see the sovereignty of the Lord because it's not fully fulfilled yet, you know? Mm. This is just part, you know? Because so, you got the secondary. Yeah. And right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the way it's happening, mm-hmm. I just, I find it so beautiful because that is the heart of God. Mm. You know, yeah, you could be the leader. Yeah, it could be destined for you to be the leader of your brothers or a community or a church or whatever, but this is how it's supposed to look. You know, it's supposed to look like, you as the leader are supposed to be like really uh, have this love for the people or love for whoever you're leading or a love for whoever you're over. It's not supposed to look like how Pharaoh, how he stood before Pharaoh. 
Yeah. You know, how he stood before Pharaoh. Pharaoh was in all his splendor. Yeah. Opulence. Yo, shave, yeah, shave his head. And the, that's how the world is supposed to. Right. That's how it's supposed to look in the world when you're a leader. But when you're a leader, a true leader that's destined by God, yeah. it's supposed to look like this. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I like the way you say that because just God giving that the, the little information that he, not only when he yearned for him, he wept. And then he went and washed his face and came out. Mm. And he restrained himself. And then he said, you know, serve the bread. So he's seeing that God has given us the detail of how much he wept because he went to the point where it had to have taken off the makeup on his face. Because, you know, back then the Egyptians had those eye makeup and all that stuff. So it must have took it off. And he went and washed his face and had to put all this makeup back on to cover it up. And, you know, so you're seeing his desire and the love for a leader, that servant leadership. That's a great point. Seeing the the distinction between um, the world of man and God's world, the economy totally different how you know, the leader submits to serve. And that's a perfect example of Christ. You know, that's like right. how we going back with Christ. That's how yeah. Christ, like, you know, I know Ange always stressing it. Like when you, when he, you see him, you know, like the first thing you're going to do is probably bow, toss your crowns. And, you know, I always get the picture of Christ um, in Revelation 1. Mm. You know, when John saw him, John, you know, like you said, he put himself to the ground. And he was like, nah, he touched his shoulder. He was like, nah, I'm the Alpha and Omega. Just the way Christ reacted to the way John bowed to him, yeah. I was like, yo, B, that's a true leader. Mm. That's a true head. That's a true king. Yeah. You know, Christ is not, oh, nah, you, yeah, you're going to bow. But no, it's going to be willingly. Mm. And the way he reacts is he puts his hand on the shoulder. He was like, nah, B, I'm the Alpha and Omega. I'm the, I'm the beginning and the end. You know, I'm, 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 I'm everything. So I see it the same way here with Joseph. Like these men are coming uh, tr- uh, true and transparent and they're just laying themselves down. And Joseph is, his heart is like, yeah. yo, B, I just want to be with you. Your guys <laughs> right. are my brothers, B. Right. So, you know? so do you guys notice the segregation and the seating arrangements between the Egyptians and the yeah. uh, Shemitic people? Yeah, that, that should have been a clue to them. What do you mean? You know, a clue to them like, yo, hold on, because... It said Joseph sat by himself, mm-hmm. the brothers sat by themselves, and the Egyptians sat by himself. So that means that should have been a clue that Joseph is not Egyptian. Oh, Joseph is not an Egyptian. You're right. But so you everybody think maybe saw? he had his special table. Yeah, possibly. Because he's he's listen, I mean he's, he's the vice lord. That's Wait, that's no, true. I don't know why you sit with me. I'm not gonna say with y'all servants. <laughs> you think <laughs> they were? Sit with y'all? You think they were in the same room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were just yeah, at they, different tables or different rooms where they didn't it know been, that it could have been different rooms. It could have been different rooms. That's what I. It's not clear here to me. I see that that all three of them are eating in different places, and it, yeah, even the Egyptians aren't allowed to eat with um, with Joseph. The Egyptians held the held them with contempt, right? Yeah. So there was no, so there was no, uh, uh, they were segregated. You would be separate from us. We're not going to intermingle with you yeah right as opposed to the canaanite culture where they would absorb you into their culture and integrate you into their culture the jews were the total opposite they're like your dog we not we don't sit with you to eat the egyptians straight yeah Yeah, the the egyptians Egyptians. yeah it's straight segregation Mm -hmm. right i think it's because what i read too is that they thought that they all were from gods so they couldn't associate with anybody that wasn't. Well, yeah, a it, God. Pop, it that, probably was. That, but what, yeah, that's what the thought process was behind it. But what I'm saying is that so does that mean that Joseph, the entire time he's with these dudes, I was never allowed to eat with them because he was Hebrew. Well, I mean, Even later he on, he was vice lord. 
Well, later on, he reveals that he's Hebrew. The Pharaoh knows he's Hebrew. Yeah, they know. all they knew. know he was they, Hebrew they, they, from they being a slave. The Hebrew boy in the prison, they yeah. knew that. So the but only thing is the between only thing the is Hebrews, brothers, right? The brothers and the, the Egyptians. only thing is the brothers and Joseph. The brothers don't know. Yeah. Everybody else know who Joseph is. No, no, no. Correct. I get that part. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just wondering if yeah. while he was there as vice lord, is he not eating with the Egyptians together? Oh, I, don't, I mean, you know. I, I so don't. is he probably by himself? Not. Probably, probably not. not. It's just him and his wife and two kids. The whole fourteen years. <laughs> Possibly, you know I don't, what I mean. But that's gotta, be, that's gotta guy, be lonely. The guy's vice lord, B. Yeah, you or you know. it could be for the peasants and the shepherds and the lowly people. Who knows? Yeah. But I mean, probably he probably had to separate themselves, or the Egyptians was like, "Yeah, you're you're the prime minister, but you still." Yeah, because it says clearly here the Egypt they were in their own place. The right. Egyptians, yeah. yeah. So. But you see, and I still like from like the point that we said from uh, before how we seen that uh, God is confirming that it's about the that separation to preserve the nation of Israel. I got to bring them to a place for them not to be absorbed mm. by the world. You know, I'm going to bring them to this, to this nation of people that refuse to mix with anybody yeah. so that my, um, this nation of Israel can actually grow as a nation God's plan and not be, control, I mean, it's so it's perfect. perfect. You know what I'm saying? So, and, but I think that he, um, they had to have been in the same room because this is part of the test also. The, the seating arrangement and the way he gives uh, more food. What was another test? Benjamin. Right. He gave him five more, times, times yeah, more that's, the that's portion. More food, right. So now he's checking to see, let me see if y'all got to. So the grouping is the same. You have the other brothers, and then you have this this distinction between them and the son of uh, Rachel, mm -hmm. Joseph's brother. So now he purposely gives Benjamin way more food than the other brothers. And Joseph was probably watching like, yo, let me see if you're going to give him the evil eye. Let me see if you're still the same. jealous, <laughs> if you're still the same, right. if you're going to act to him, towards him, when I got favoritism, right? Because now you're seeing favoritism. Right. And it's 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 plain. Like, how does this guy get five? <laughs> see, what? but what I see there too is like when we finally get to heaven and Mike sees all the crowns that the Lord is going to give to me. <laughs> How is he gonna react with his baby crown? It ain't you know gonna with, with, with the propeller, with the little propeller the crown. Little... I'm gonna be like this, like Lord, I'm not worthy. And Mike's gonna be, is he gonna but, hate on but me? But you though? know why it ain't gonna matter? Cause the seating arrangement. I'm gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, you can have all your fifty crowns. Look how close I'm right next to Christ. <laughs> you don't see the seating arrangement? Yeah. You don't get the point. <laughs> It's one in 40 million chances, right? right, right. I'm right here. You didn't get the point who's the favorite? <laughs> leaning on his bosom? Yeah, leaning on his bosom. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead over there with your 50 the one, crowns. The one who Christ loves is really Mike. <laughs> Wait up. Christ is going to be like this. Cutting my steak. Like, you will be here, B. I'm going to be like, you'll be on me. You know, for Christ's plate. bread at me. <laughs> There you go. They're going to be like, your ends, B. Nah, nah, ain't no more hot sauce, man. Stay over there. <laughs> Be like, yo, be how you got half a crisis steak, B. <laughs> yo, just as long as there's steak in heaven. <laughs> now, nah, there's steak in heaven, B. Ain't no vegan business in heaven. <laughs> it's not plant based. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't gonna be no, 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 be, no beyond. No. How's no it gonna be? Meat? <laughs> no beyond steak. Are we gonna be slaughtering animals up there? Chill, dog. Listen, it's gonna be meat. In two, in two episodes, you gotta be apologizing to them. <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah, man. man! I think that's it for this chapter. 
Yeah, that's it. Um, no, but hold on. But you see when he says he gave him five times more. Mm-hmm. And they drank and were merry yep. with him. Mm. It didn't matter. Didn't yeah. matter. It didn't bother them. Yeah, that's They were still able to have fun together, enjoy, drink, and be fulfilled, right? That's what right. that kind of term means. Right. They were still able to enjoy. So them feeling like he was the favorite over them didn't bother them right? like yeah. it did before. Four. I mean, they were used to that. <laughs> they were used to not being. Pop Dukes probably was always giving <laughs> Benjamin. Yeah, five times. it's like that's I mean, his normal and, amount. And I think that's what I think that's what it is. You have to get to a point where Wait. you accept it, right? And then you could still yeah. love your brother, mm. right? And I think you know Judah. I see him as representing the ten, right? He got to the point where he he accepted the fact that love is irrational. Right, and they mm. could be favorites, but that doesn't give me the reason to be indifferent towards my dad. That doesn't give me the reason to hate my no, brother and be right. jealous of my brother. And they got to a point where they accepted that. If that's the way it is, then that's just the way it is. I still have to love my brother. I still have to respect and love my dad. And look what right. they went through. You know, you talking about a famine, B. These guys, <laughs> they went over there. They didn't even have bread. Bread ran out. And now you sitting at the table. You know what I mean? Of the vice lord. You sitting there, you eating, there's drinks flowing. You know what I mean? It's like the way I'm looking at it, like, again, definitely, because they were being honest men through this whole time, they were being transparent, even when it wasn't necessary, even when it was, they were going overboard. But these guys just wanted to be so clear to their conscience. Right. Look at what's happening now where they're sitting during a famine, they're sitting at the table right. of the vice lord and they're eating. So it's the same thing, B. It's like, you know, how we approach God. You know, if you approach God, just, mm. you'll be, this is my heart. This is how I'm feeling. This is transparent. You'll be, God want to fill you. Right. He wants to, like you said, he wants to sit. He wants to eat with you. He wants to dine with you. And he wants, wants to fill He wants the fellowship. And he wants to fill you, B. He want to bless you. Right. You know, but you have to come in that spirit of these brothers at to the point where they came to an end of themselves where they were like, Yo, whatever you want. Oh, yo, we gotta go back and get the brother. All right, we gonna go back and get the brother. We gonna these. They were they were attentive. They were obedient and they were transparent and they were honest. Yeah, and, we are yeah. honest men. Right. You're seeing the fruits right. of you know they're getting blessed for being honest men. Yeah, and and the whole and the last thing when you mentioned about him them being married and reaching that point of being content and that he even though he's seeing his brother being favored, he's like he was content. And that's the same way it is with us. Is that being content with God, you know, being, you know, that he is our, he is our high tower. He is our Lord. He is our savior. He's the love of our souls. And that whether you do see disparities within the culture, within the, you know, work environment in the world, you know, there's racism, there's hatred, there's evil, there's envy, there's jealousy, you know, whether you're facing that with other family members, you know, a fractured family or, you know, problems with your coworker or problems with the boss or any of these things, you know, that, Hey, listen, I don't need to lash out. I don't need to have anger. I don't need to have hatred. I don't need to be envious of anybody because I'm content by my Lord. You know, that that's the way I find my fulfillment. That's where I find my joy and that I don't need to be, you know, getting upset at all these things to take away, to steal my joy. Because that's what the enemy wants, to steal our joy. Our joy is in him and him alone. I and so I don't care how many crowns you going to get, (laughs) At the end of the day, if I get to sit with Jesus and eat, 
Listen, bro. Dog, you can have fifty. You can have a fifty portion. Yo. <laughs> How you think you're going to pay care. to sit next to the crowd? You got to have crowns to care. get close. Oh, you, th- you think Christ could be bought? Yo, yo. Let's, end this, let's, let's end this podcast you got, quick before yo, you got to have the crowns, baby. You see? How you going to be, how you going to throw the crowns at his feet if you ain't got you none? You think my Lord could be, yo, be, let's, yo, we need to, the cameras need to be off. Yeah. We don't have to have a conversation. You think my Lord could be bought? Yo. Uh, all right, so Father, we thank you for this chapter, Lord, um. The information that you left for us to to glean off of, Lord, um, to know you more, know you better. And as we gather to, to read and discuss and have fun, crack jokes, Lord, we pray that you are able to use this um, and do what you want with it. You know, let it, let it go throughout the internet and let it touch somebody's heart. We pray for everybody that's listening right now that is going through disparities that's going through issues whether it's in the family or workplace or wherever it is lord we pray that you um, give them that peace that surpasses understanding that we saw with um joseph right being in situations like slavery and jail but he still maintained that peace because of his relationship with you so as we um as we grow in that and we put that out there for full display we we pray that it um, it encourages somebody else out there to do the same. But, you know, we are grateful for today. We acknowledge who you are. We acknowledge your position in our lives. And we thank you that in that position you love us, you care for us, and you are involved in our lives each and every day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this podcast. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.